Inner Source Alchemy with Capri. I'm here in Samara, Costa Rica. And I, there's a car driving by. I am not even going to attempt to edit this. I am going to just let everything out. Um, the only times I edit on this podcast are really just, I kind of try to trim the fat and any stuff that just was an accident, like noise, but this is going to be raw in the sense that you'll hear background noise, like the chainsaw in the distance and some birds and cicadas possibly. I am sitting on a hammock swing at my Airbnb that we'll be staying in the whole time, mostly, except for the wedding night. I'm getting married here next week. Um, And the night before the wedding, we have a hotel. (sighs) My daughter just went to sleep. Thank the Lord. I am really so the last time I came here I knew it took me like a day and a half to integrate and just connect into the energy of and just the energy and vibration on such a tangible level um of this place this not Costa Rica as a whole but this specific place it's only the only place I can speak to um last time we were here 15 months ago it was such a clear, I just felt it. It felt different. Um, so this place, uh, when we first came here, it was a, it was random. We came here randomly. I found it. I was, I was introduced to the idea of coming to Costa Rica probably when I was like 22. I'm 33 now. Uh, my friend wanted to go abroad and to work abroad, uh, and it was something I considered at the time, but it didn't happen. She ended up going, which was cool. Um, I didn't. And then Costa Rica was brought to my awareness again. By the way, Costa Rica, so hot right now. Like, literally and also just... It's, I feel like in my sphere, it's very popular, um, which is great. And I think the people that are attracted to going, for the most part, are good people. And there's something going on down here, yes. And there's a reason. Um, So I was attracted to this area. It's a blue zone, which I was introduced to that concept. um, And this location, Guanacaste Peninsula of the Costa Rica, is um, less built up than the mainlands and... It's considered a blue zone because the quality of life here, it's, look it up, but it's, um, it's really rich in tradition and the overall, like, quality of life is just high. And there's a lot of, um, you know, it's the people that live here, Ticos, that's what we call local people you know, have been here for thousands of years, and it's multi-generational. There's a lot of different aspects that make it really, uh, you know, it's close to the water, of course, that helps, and 
um, make it these blue zones that are very special places in the world. So I'm amidst one of those places right now. And I'm amidst, I'm in. And so we, we love this place, you know, just when the first time we came, see all this stuff, I feel like I would edit it out because I'm, this is kind of how I, I process. I, I, I want to get to the meat of, of what I want to talk about, but this is also how I journal, even just on my own. I just, it takes me a bit to, I just got to get through the talking about the weather, so to speak, until I can get into the deeper topics. Just that's like a warm up. This is like my foreplay. Um, podcast foreplay. Woohoo. Oh my gosh. A truck is driving by. Outside of my little fenced in area. So my daughter went to sleep and I'm just feeling so clearly the difference. I've, okay, I've been stressed out leading up to coming here. And in the moments and at home and it's not something I like. I don't like saying I am blank. I don't like saying I am something. And and I I like to keep my self affirmations that I say about pretty positive, especially if I'm in it. So like at home, if I'm feeling stressed, it doesn't help me to be like, it doesn't help. It helps me to acknowledge how I'm feeling and acknowledge the complexities of stress, but I, it doesn't help me to be like, I'm stressed. So it's not that, so it's something I don't really admit a lot when it's happening only because I'm in survival a little bit. And I need to just give myself different messages. Like for instance, I am going to get through this and I am going to be relaxing soon. And I am we are going to be okay. <laughs> you know, I can't be like, I'm stressed. And that, so, and also just now that I've made it to this destination and I've crossed this threshold into this area of my life that I've been looking forward to because of the wedding and um, just the vacation and also connecting back to this land and this place. And I know it has significance in my life and It teaches me, it taught me before, it's gonna teach me again. And when I was putting my daughter to sleep, I did some breath work, which is really some of the best forms of yoga, pranayama, that we have access to just in our bodies anywhere at any time. And it's also the most subtle form of energy work that we can do, well, subtle form of yoga energy work, alchemy that we can do. Um, and it's difficult. It's difficult sometimes, but, um, I'm, I'm like ready to cry you guys. And I'm totally open to that happening on this podcast because just talking all the stuff that I want to talk and get out. It's great that I'm able to do it. I really need to process out loud and, um, Tim is doing work right now. He's got, he has a deadline that he's trying to meet with a, just his own stuff. And he's not working right now, but he is working. And it's, it's, he's amazing. And I'm marrying him and I'm glad. But, um, he's got this deadline and it's not like I can vent to him. And I'm just, this podcast, the point of this is like, it's like, it's almost like a journal, honestly. 
especially today. And sometimes journaling is tedious with my hand. It's just like, I can't get it all out. I can't. And, um, so with my daughter asleep, I'm get, I'm given this opportunity because she's been stressed and she's like an extension of me. And it's been a lot. It's been hard. And she's a toddler. She's two and a half. And, you know, we did a huge day of travel to get here. We didn't sl- We hardly slept. She slept more. She slept the most. But the night we left, we left really early in the morning last night or two nights ago, two mornings ago, yesterday morning. And my, I'm feeling the tingling happening in my top of my head, which to me signals that I am, I am doing something good by saying all this. It's, it's helping me. The breath work I did when I was putting her to sleep was just to get my nervous system in a slightly better place. Because coming here, I feel the integration and the settling that I need in my life. Like, my, my whole thing is, like, I'm on a healing journey. I've been on a healing journey since I declared that I needed to heal. And that happened at a very precise moment in my life. And I remember it vividly. And ever since that point, I mean, I was healing before that kind of unconsciously on the journey. But um, once I became conscious of it, of the need, then it started. And... I think the healing journey is a, is a feminine path. It's a, not that men can't take that path, too, but it's a feminine path, and it's not linear. And especially talking about it is especially not linear. There's some people in my presence, so I might actually... Well, I'll just keep it in. Okay, they, they just carried on. I think it's the caretakers of this, this place I'm at. Um... So, coming here is healing to me. Um, And so I was in this very stressed out state, essentially. And I think, you know, our society, though, is stressed out. It's a stressed out society. And that's, it doesn't do me well. It doesn't do anyone really well. And so it's a constant combat. It's a constant... Um, it's a constant practice to have to be healthy. That's another thing in blue zones is that they're healthy. People are healthy, truly, and they live long and happy lives. And um, where we are from, where I'm from, people aren't healthy. People have spiritual crises. They have emotional crises is they have labels for all these different experiences they've compartmentalized everything they're trying to survive and I'm saying they because I, I don't want to identify with that right now um because I I don't want to that's that's what I always am I'm trying to combat and the word combat in itself just shows it's like it takes a lot of it's, it's a combat it's like to try to go against the kind of toxic lifestyle that is in place is work and um coming here for my family this has become now this is our second annual 
family vacation here. Um, but it's more than a vacation. It's like a healing retreat, really. Um, it's an upgrade and just an integration time. It's amazing how I feel the meeting of my, of the energy that I carry from being from Connecticut, New England, United States, rushed, the pressures, everything, the, the, you know, the finances, just everything, not that, not that coming down here, it's like, you know, I've set myself up so that I can be here and everything's in place and I've taken care of it and it's been taken care of. So I don't have to worry about it right now for these two weeks. I don't have to worry about anything. On the other side of this, I've got a lot of concerns as far as how do I pay my bills next month? Um, and, you know, keeping up with a lifestyle that, that I have to keep up with in order to survive and be somewhat healthy. <clears throat> and those are questions I have. But I, I'm not here to hold questions. I'm here to um, sink in and be held to be held to be held by like the hammock that I'm in and the earth that we're on here it is guys here's the crying <laughs> it's not like crying it's like just an energy movement and it's good it's not needed it's liver detox it's liver detox it's um nervous system recalibration it's you know that's what emotions are like we can't we have to let them pass and go through and it, there's not a lot of room for that in in our society and there's too much labeling it's, it's it doesn't it blocks <laughs> it really blocks flow and so what i love it down here let me just take a breath so i'm not cracked up what I love it down here is there's so much prana, so much chi flow. And I can feel it. I can feel it because I'm sensitive to that. I'm, I'm an energy worker. I'm, I'm an energetic human, a spiritual person that is in tune to that. It's part of how I've healed myself. It's part of how I heal and help heal others um, and help others heal themselves. And it's why I chose the path of acupuncture and Taoism because it's all about energy and chi and prana. I say prana because down here the yoga culture is prominent and in yoga traditions we use the word prana instead of chi. It's, it's a different name for the same thing and different way of understanding it. Now I'm all like zened out, you guys. Shit is shifting. Because... Holy moly. It's like, I was, I went to the beach, I swam twice, swam yesterday when we came here, I swam today. Um, and just the feeling of my nervous system, just, just my cells, my energy, just, just trying to re, just change the temperature, just to adjust my nozzle to meet, to, to come back to where it's at. It was, it was hard. And my daughter was having a very hard time very, very hard time with the travels and um, just 
driving here, just everything. And thank God my parents were with us, but which added another layer of intensity for me because I don't know about you, but I have, you know, your parents, it's very intense. For me, it's an intense relationship. We were good all, we were all in survival mode, honestly. And we had Rhea to take care of. And that was like our primary, you know, just trying to get doing what we had to do and nothing like it's multi-generational you know it's helpful and um so we had a shared purpose so that made you know that makes it easier we're not just like doing nothing and they're um my my parents are off doing their own thing and like I just want to cry again because I'm just so happy I'm so happy they're with us and I have so much gratitude for our ability to be here right now I silent cry. I'm a silent crier. I mean, I have, like, other. I have sobs. I'm not sobbing. This is, like, I don't know. Is there, like, there's, like, layers. I don't cry a lot, ever. I never cry. I never let myself cry. I, I'm not able to. So this is, like, this is epic. I love it. <laughs> I, like, love it. Because it's truly happy cries. Which leads me to what I really wanted to talk about in this podcast. Which was the receiving joy. I just fucking love. Okay, breath time. I sound like my Sicilian grandma. She would just cry a lot. And she she was, you know, I'm an emotional Sicilian. I have a lot of Sicilian in my blood. Woohoo! And we are emotional creatures. That's my ancestry. And, um, passionate. And, uh, feeling things deeply. I think that's human. But also, it's interesting when I hear a a lineage within myself, um, like my Sicilian grandma. Rest in peace. Her name is... I, I honestly don't connect with her energy a lot because I had an interesting relationship with her. But, um... Her name is Maria, and she actually changed it to Mary when she was at some point along the lines, and we just, oof. We changed it, we, um, ooh, this bird, this bird. Hello, bird. Hello, birds. Uh, We just found out she changed her name to Maria. No, she changed her name to Mary, and her name was Maria at birth. So... She died. She died in her 90s. And I was... You know, it was a, actually around the time that I started my, like, healing journey. This last year, since January, since I've been here, um, was mar- marked by... Oh, it was marked by a lot of death. <laughs> and so much. Mm, so much. So much of my life has been marked by death. Up until, like, you know, I, I remember growing up and thinking, wow, I have all my grandparents. I have my family. I have all my friends. And I have not experienced death. And I knew it. And I was protected for a, a long time. And, and I was aware of it. And I loved it. And I was so grateful. Because I knew, I knew, I knew that death was a real thing. 
and oof, you guys, this is gonna, ooh, can't even talk. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna take a little breath work moment, and you can join me. I have no idea how this is gonna be received. <sighs> My favorite kind of breath work is um, just simple counting. So I'm going to offer a moment of, of a four count breath hold, followed by a four count inhale, followed by a four count holding of that breath in the top of the breath, followed by a four count exhale. So that's where I start. So holding at four on the bottom of the breath. Inhaling. Holding. Exhaling. Holding. It's square breathing. So you're kind of making a, you can picture a square happening. It's an even square. And then I move up and I change the numbers and I expand the breath. But so it's been, so I grew up protected from death. And I, but I knew I was aware of it and I held it in reverence. And I I really did know that I was, uh, lucky to not have it. And so I had some animals that had passed and, um, that was all, you know, well and good. And it wasn't too significant. It was handleable. I mean, all death is handleable. I want to make sure that I talk about what's happening now and not the past. And I, I definitely feel, so this last year, was marked by death and my sister-in-law well a a year ago almost exactly someone from my past died uh someone that I was I knew since I was like in fifth grade he was a few years older than me he was my brother's not my brother's my one of my best friends brother's best friends and so he was in the picture in that capacity because um I'd go to her house and he was there and they um, you know, he was like the first person that told me I had a big forehead. I'll never let that, I'll never let that fact be not lived down by him. But it was funny because it was like something I didn't know about of myself. <laughs> and, um, I always liked him. He was just, just a good person. And, um, he passed away last year. But, well, anyway, he was in my life continuously because then... My best, my best friend, it was Jessica, I'll just say Jessica. I don't know if you're listening to this, Jessica. You're about to have a baby if you are. Um, but people, other people listening know Jessica and they know who I'm talking about potentially. So Jessica, one of my best friends growing up, um, we were attached at the hip. Her brother, who was best friends with Jeff, who was also named Jeff, and he... So Jeff, Jessica's brother, he passed away. This is like, this is, there was a period in time where like death surrounded all of a sudden. It was like friends were dying, family was dying in tragic, crazy ways. And it was like it all hit. So I was like, quote unquote, safe from death until I was about 19. And then people started dying. And one of those people was 
Jessica's brother, Jeff. And it was very tragic. Very, very traumatic. And I'll talk about that later. Because at this point, it's been long enough and I've been affected by it so much that I need to talk about it. Because it's been, it was a part of why I, it was just a huge thing. Um, I'll just say death by suicide. I mean, it's so taboo. It's so freaking taboo. Um, so, that, I, there was a friend group, Jessica's brother's friend group, um, that as we became older, we started hanging out with them and partying with them, because, like, we were always there, and I met my first love, my first boyfriend, in that friend group, just because we were hanging out at Jessica's house, and so that, so that was Matt, and so he became my first boyfriend, and then I became sort of attached to the hip with Matt, and for a few years, and one of Matt's best friends, naturally, was this Jeff, not, not the one that, not Jessica's brother, um, and so I just, that's an important piece, so then I hung, I ended up having a new relationship with both Jeffs, um, and then I grew up, and I moved on, and I, like, left town and stuff, so, but last year, uh, about a year ago, Jeff, the, the neighbor Jeff, passed away because of addiction, and that was big, and it, like, brought up stuff, and I, you know, I, I, it was a kind of a reunion happened with all of this friend, friend group, and, like, my ex-boyfriend, and, um, it was significant, but it was, you know, it was a big thing, and it was almost not surprising, unfortunately, and, you know, I don't talk about stuff like this, because I just have to internalize the facts, and sometimes there's just not much to say, and, um, so that was the thing that happened in this last year, and then coming up very soon after that, and a year ago, my sister-in-law, whose name by birth was Maria, and she changed it to Maeve. So I, I know her most as Maeve, so I like to refer to her as that, even though at the end of her life she kind of wanted to change it back to Maria. But it all doesn't matter now, and I know wherever she is, she doesn't care how we refer to her. Maeve or Maria, it's fine. So she passed away. She was struggling in life, and she died of cancer, natural causes, really. She wasn't really, it was a controversial thing, um, also taboo situation with her. And that's, you know, something I also haven't talked about. And um, so this is, thank you for hearing this. This is the first time I've talked about any of this publicly. And when death is in our life, it's, it's he, it can be very healing if we really face it. And it's also really hard to, to face because we all die. And that's like one of ben, like been one of my biggest lessons. And like, it, and I'm going to talk more about like this in May, honestly, because of my own, like May being mental health awareness month. I have a lot to say about it, but 
I think that, like, so this topic of receiving joy, like, I kind of hashtag receiving joy. I feel like before coming to Costa Rica, I I was talking to my sister-in-law and my mom about this when we, we got our nails done and, like, went out and had a happy hour before, which was really nice. Um... I like mentioned this and my mom like agreed to it and I feeling the same way but I know her experience of life is way different than mine but we did agree on this um is that sometimes when there's good ahead or joy on the horizon or just in life in general we can almost stop ourselves from experiencing joy our, it's like our whole energy body and our nervous system and our fear receptors and our history and just everything. And, and my sister-in-law, she doesn't have this experience. And God bless her. Stacy, if you're hearing this, I have no idea. Um, but, like, seriously, because it just must be in my... It's just part of my makeup, uh, of this intensity um, of... Of life like you know to be able to just feel joy and just experience life and just to feel all the overwhelming lovely emotional feelings of joy which sometimes can be crying like as I was sort of displaying is great that's energy moving freely it's not blocked it's flowing but sometimes it gets blocked and I experience that um, where ooh, all the cicadas are just all of a sudden singing can you hear that? <sighs> We're like something, it's like, a, it's just all the things to try to block the experience of joy or the experience of bliss or just the joy of living. The fear of dying blocks that. And it's like, and I literally felt that like in just such, my brain just like displayed it so tangibly before this trip where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to survive. I might die on this trip. And yes, of course, there's always a real threat with travel. And it, it's so... It's... Um, it's just something that... I... That comes up for me. And I notice it. And... I need to get past it, and I do, and um, it's a fear, fight or flight thing, um, and I don't know where it comes from, but my mom lives with it, and I do too, in a different sense, I feel like, I can't speak for her experience, but, ah. Uh, I've learned to work with it, work with the innate anxiety that comes with living. And I think that working with it allows deeper levels of experience and I'm in it now. Just, I'm feeling this uh, transmission and calibration. My whole body is just full of receptivity and weakness and I've been fighting it I think that we like kind of when we have trauma in our system from not processing maybe like death 
or, you know, I don't want to say that I'm not processing, but just, you know, it takes time. It takes time to release trauma. And coming to this place for me and doing different activities, doing yoga, like, I just, I have to release it. I have to release the trauma of life and death. And it's beautiful. And I think, that's why I think that the healing path is not an exclusive thing. We all have to make, and some people maybe don't have to, maybe don't hold the trauma so much. Or it shows up in different ways through symptoms that we don't understand and we're trying to find answers to and, you know, covering it up. Uh, but for me, I need to flow my emotions. I need to experience trauma. I need to experience it. And I'm, I'm literally, my whole body right now is like, I, I can't even explain it. It's just limp. It is limp as a biscuit. And um, just talking about this, is taking the like all of my energy but I'm also moving it I can feel it moving throughout like when I when I told first said that my head started tingling that tingling then took over my whole body and now I don't feel that tingling anymore but I feel a limpness I'm also like you know the traveling the sleep like there's also very very like physio- physiological things at play but I guess I'm trying to exemplify just what energy is how energy and alchemy can be experienced and and used so like my intention and like my whatever for being like for this two weeks and just my wedding and just I'm so happy that I have a few days to just settle down and integrate before I start doing more with the wedding and I still have to finalize. I still have more work to do essentially for the wedding and I have to, you know, engage in different relationships and I want to be integrated. I want to be well for that and I will be and I am getting there. And um, receiving joy can be hard. To, it's it's an it's a open, it's, you know, an openness and a receptivity. It's a feminine quality and it's not easy it, it, it requires like opening up your cells to both joy and the, the paradox of life which is life and death and oh. but we have to be if we want to experience the depth and the like the beauty of life and joy we have to be also you know you're you can only be as open to it as the both things, the paradox of life and death. And I am getting hungry. So I'm going to go eat some avocado that is left over from what we got this morning. And that's what my body needs right now. I can tell, you know, the weakness that I'm talking about. Um... But so that's all I'm doing. That's it. That's the whole episode of this podcast. I'm just here receiving joy. And I'm deeply grateful for the ability. I'm just, that's it, you know? And I, I, 
I mean, on Instagram, and I'm going to try to, like, update. I don't know if I'm even gonna, like, that's another, like, weird thing that always comes up, um, is this social media dance of, like, wanting to stay connected, but also needing to connect to yourself, and knowing that that does take something, and so, yeah. So that's always a healthy, like, dance that I have. And I, I want to stay connected. And um, I love this podcast because I'm able to really be in myself fully. And that I can just put it out there for whoever wants to hear it. Um, but I'm just saying, if you want to follow along about just everything, just going to post some pictures and stuff. You know where to find me on there. It's Sorcerista. I, I really don't know who's listening to this podcast. I have the giveaway. I can't, you guys. I don't have the energy to do this this whole spiel at the end right now. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. I am tingling. I don't know what else to say, but I, I think there's one more thing, so I'll take a breath, and then I'll close out with the the message that I feel I just need to close with, so... Oh, last week. Oh, I didn't take the full breath. Let me just do that. See those that monkey mind. <sighs> I I I was debating about what to take here to 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 bring. So I I all I I brought my journal and one book, which is called Coming Home to Myself by Marion Woodman and Jill Melick. Last week I had Sarah Durham Wilson on, which was amazing. So just feeling her. Um, and she reminded me really of Marianne Williamson. Not William, um, Marianne Woodman. Marianne Williamson is running for president, and she introduced me to I, Marianne Williamson. Is, totally separate but for some reason all of these people remind me of each other a little bit um she reminded me of the work of Marion Woodman which I had not dived into fully yet but oh the time is now and a lot of my work in myself and work in the world is bringing the feminine back the divine feminine, and I know that's um, it's a buzzword, and I think that it's people are onto the right track with under with feeling like that's important. I think women feel an intuitive pull to want to bring something feminine back, but at the same time, it's kind of like the concept of when you're in your maiden, you you talk about like what that looks like to be in the divine, to understand the divine feminine, and. Um, but in the mother archetype, you live it. And I've been on this path of rebalancing the feminine in me. And I feel like the reason I'm even in the relationship I'm in and getting married to the man I'm in like, is that's all part of my path of, of balancing. It took me, I had to start balancing the feminine and masculine within myself in a healthy way in order to find the love of my life. And I do believe that Tim is the love of my life in this incarnation. Um, 
and me and I, the next podcast episode will be him and me after we're married. And it's going to be probably a totally different vibe than this, which will be probably really great. <laughs> um, but I'm just stoked. I love like synchronicity and just how life will bring us back to what we need to get back to. And so right now I'm reading this book coming. I'm just starting it. Coming home to myself, um, and I'll share of some of what I'm. I don't. I don't fucking know what I'll share. Okay. I'm just totally psyched. To just read that and journal, and that's it. That is it. Get married, and I gotta go eat now. Um, I would recommend the book, but I feel like we all have to just be in our you know what I'm gonna read the first intro to the book that's what I want to leave you with because I loved it because I would think I might post it on Instagram too if I feel like it okay here it is this is like the intro linear and that like I totally I'm like hell yeah this is like right on linearity does not come naturally to me it kills my imagination Nothing happens. No bells ring. No moment of here and now. No moment that says, yes. Without these, I am not alive. I prefer the pleasure of the journey through the spiral. Relax. Enjoy the spiral. If you miss something on the first round, don't worry. You might pick it up on the second or third or ninth. It doesn't matter. Relax. Timing is everything. If the bell does ring, it will resonate through all the rungs of your spiral. If it doesn't ring, it is the wrong spiral or the wrong time. Or there is no bell. That's it. Till next time.